Welcome to An Advisor's Point of View, Kaznev Capital's podcast series for financial advisors. I'm Stuart Ellis, Portfolio Manager in the DFM team. Our guest today is Natalie Krakis. As well as looking after private individuals and charities, Natalie is spearheading our efforts to make private assets accessible to our mutual clients. And that is the subject of today's conversation. Natalie, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, we hear a lot about private assets these days. Can you start by telling me exactly what the phrase refers to? Yeah, of course. I think people's first instinct when you start talking about private assets is to just think about private equity. However, it's considerably broader than that when you take into the consideration of other parts of the market like private debt, real estate, securitized credit and infrastructure. So when we talk about investing in private assets, we're talking about investing in assets that are not publicly listed and traded. So let's use a well-known example, Meta, or previously known as Facebook was a private company until it held its initial public offering, so an IPO, in 2012. And then at that point, anyone could buy a share in the company. Private assets are typically more liquid in nature and more difficult to access as an investor. Although, as I'm sure we will come on to talk about later, access to investors is improving. Um, And why does it become such a, a hot topic? Yeah, it's a really good question. We've seen significant growth over the past two decades in private assets. And 2021 was actually a real blockbuster for fundraising and deal flows. I read somewhere that there was early estimates showing that private equity managers carried out almost 30,000 transactions last year. So really quite a big number. Um, Prequin, and they're an organization, they collect a vast amount of data on alternative assets. So anything outside the realms of traditional listed equities and fixed income is essentially what they look at. And some of their recent analysis uh, showed that the average private equity fund has grown by almost 50% over the last five years. While if you look at the average infrastructure and real estate funds, they've grown by about 28% and 21% respectively. I also think that this trend, which has generally been unfolding over the last decade, it was then accelerated by the pandemic you know, we had ultra loose monetary and fiscal policy. And when you combine that with, you know, pretty impressive historic performance, I think that's also a reason which has turned investors head towards the asset class. Um, now, you mentioned Meta just a moment ago. Um, and one question lots of clients must be asking is, is it too late? Yeah, I think that's um, a really valid question. Um, And I think probably part of that is because private equity, quite frankly, has been getting a lot of airtime more recently. And especially going back to that point I made earlier, given we saw record levels of private equity fundraising in 2021. I think the, the real key point here is about being selective in the parts of the market you are looking to invest in. You know, if you look at the venture and growth markets over the last five years, We've seen 240% growth in fundraising. And this has really been driven by the emergence of the so-called unicorns, which essentially is private companies with valuations over a billion US dollars. Um, Within venture, late stage and pre-IPO financings of high growth companies, I agree, valuations there are most definitely running ahead of historic averages. If you contrast that to looking at buyout fundraising, the numbers are actually um, not quite as, as huge as that. And they're actually over the same period have grown by about 59%. Now, I, that's all sort of the bad news. I don't want to put you off investing in private assets. And something that Schroeder's Capital talk about at length is investing in the long tail of private assets. And that's actually where the most transactions take place. This is typically at the small and the mid end of, of the sort of market segment. 
So if you look at the largest private equity transactions, they represent about half of the total deal volume, but less than 5% of the number of transactions. The point I'm making there is that, yes, there are parts of the market which look a little overheated, but this is where partnering with the right manager and looking at potentially the small and mid-sized parts of the market, you can actually still see pretty good levels of valuations which aren't trading above historic averages. So what are the benefits to investors? So I want to actually start by answering this question by explaining why we believe this is the right thing to do and allocate to for our clients. Um, I'm going to talk about the US market because it gives us quite a large depth of data. If you look back at the two decades prior to 2000, we saw on average about 300 companies choosing to go public every year. In the following two decades since then, that number is only averaging around 180 a year. So the numbers don't lie, companies are choosing to stay private for longer or just not going public at all. Now, there are two reasons, I think, for that. An environment of very low interest rates. It's never been easier to find financing without going down the traditional routes of an IPO. And then secondly, I think the stock market just no longer feels potentially like a place for patient capital, which, you know, given the types of companies we're looking at, these companies really need that capital given they're producing highly innovative products or services. I read quite an interesting piece a while ago which showed that the average holding period for a stock had fallen from six years to six months. Now, whether you can blame algorithmic trading or just investors becoming more impatient and wanting good short-term performance, who knows? So that's sort of the rationale about why we want to do it for our clients. What are the actual benefits when they're invested? Now, there are two key factors for that. The first is obviously around performance. There is significant evidence now suggesting that private markets can generate higher returns than public markets. And this additional return can be thought of as compensation for the lower levels of liquidity and potentially the greater complexity of private investments. I have focused quite a lot on private equity. So if we take a step back and look across to the private debt market, since the global financial crisis in 2008, we've seen quite a dramatic deleveraging of bank balance sheets and the retrenchment of those traditional lenders. And that has opened up quite a big opportunity for private lenders who are very aligned with business growth objectives, but also they can command a higher level of interest compared to the conventional bond market. Now, again, that's pretty attractive for an investor who's looking for yield in a low yield world. And then the second point about what are the benefits to investors around diversification The pattern of returns you get from private markets typically look quite different to public market returns. So that's why, again, we think this should form a portion of your total portfolio. So what would you say the options for DFM clients are when it comes to private assets? I just want to answer this question first by starting with uh, quite a large caveat um, in that when we're considering an allocation to private assets for any of our clients, It's highly customised and developed in line with each individual client's needs. Now, I mentioned the word illiquidity earlier. These are more liquid assets by nature. So it's absolutely crucial that we tailor this to each individual client's needs. Uh, And that's talking around their complete financial position. So what are their liquidity needs from their portfolio? What is their income? What is their expenditure? Can they afford to have assets tied up for longer? Yeah, because I have spoken to some advisors recently who were concerned about the liquidity behind private assets themselves. Yeah, and I think that's, um, I mentioned briefly about this earlier, but that's, I think, one of the really exciting things about investing in private assets today in that we are seeing this huge democratization of private assets, meaning it's becoming increasingly accessible to a wider range of investors than perhaps the client base we've seen investing in this previously. 
And part of that democratization is an increasing availability of semi-liquid structures, which gives you exposure to true private assets. And again, that is something we've thought about when building out a framework for our clients who want to invest in private assets, but potentially don't want to think about the traditional 10 years plus lockup that private assets comes with. And what areas are you really focusing on? So I think go back to my earlier comment, I think it is really crucial to be selective when investing in private assets, looking forward and considering the landscape we're in now. You know, the universe, as I said, has expanded significantly in recent years. So the plus from our point of view is that we are seeing more and more opportunities of where we can invest clients' money. I think if you look at the private equity side of things, again, going back to the pandemic, I think that has accelerated a lot of trends and talking to our private equity managers, they're seeing a lot of opportunities there to capitalise on some of the trends that have come out of the pandemic, thinking about the working from home, how consumers are thinking about purchasing items. Also within more broadly looking across things like infrastructure, you know, thinking about the energy transition, which obviously has become far more back into focus given the events that's been going on since the start of this year. And would there be a, a home bias with a focus on UK investments? Or you mentioned US earlier on. No, no, absolutely. So this is definitely um, a global opportunity set. And the managers we have chosen to partner with, they're absolutely looking at this from a global perspective. And they have you know, an extensive network globally of general partners or private equity fund managers that they have invested in and had relationships with in for quite a long period of time. And that is so key when thinking about private assets is who your relationships are with and being able to source deals. Now the question on everyone's lips at the moment, how can you put sustainability into private assets? Yeah, the the first thing I would say, um, because I know that private assets and private markets have come under quite a lot of scrutiny about their disclosures. Um, and there is most definitely a spotlight on, you know, the importance of disclosure and transparency, which is obviously a lot of it is being driven by regulations, but also the rising social consciousness that we've seen. I think that broadly from looking at the managers that we've partnered with and talking to them, this aspect is absolutely improving and managers are being far more open about their approach and the policy and how they integrate that into their investment decisions. What I think is actually more interesting and exciting from an investment's, an investor's point of view is having the ability to really reflect true impact in their portfolios. If you think about a private equity manager that is taking ownership and control and talking to a company, they are having real impact on how that company is run. I mentioned earlier, you know, looking at recent events in recent days, I definitely think the focus will move back to our dependency on traditional energy sources. And that is absolutely crucial where private managers, private asset managers, they can have a real drive in pushing that focus away from looking at traditional energy sources to maybe focusing on things like energy and renewables, etc. So that I think is also a really exciting thing. It's still very niche, but hopefully we will see it grow in the years to come. Lovely. Um, Natalie, as ever, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you, Thank you very much for your time. Um, to find out more about private assets and discuss whether they would be suitable for your clients, please do get in touch with your usual Kasnev Capital contact. <laughs>